College baseball fans, it's time for the D1 Baseball Podcast with Mike Rooney, Aaron Fitt, and Kendall Rogers. Let's win every podcast. Now, here's the pride of the Newtown Edgemont Little League, Coach Rooney. Hello and welcome to the exactly 31 minutes of heaven we call the D1Baseball.com weekend preview. I'm your host, Michael Patrick Rooney. Tonight's episode brought to us by our good friends at S2 Cognition. S2 delivers a revolutionary approach to helping athletes understand how in-game decisions impact their performance from youth levels all the way to the pros. If you don't make good decisions on the field, uh, it ain't happening for you. It's not going to happen for you, but I'll tell you who it is happening for is my good friend, Joe Healy. My good friend, Kendall Rogers. Gentlemen, happy Wednesday evening. How are you doing, boys? Doing We're well. Doing great. Doing well. Ready uh, Ready for another weekend of, of, of college baseball. We're, uh, don't look now, but like this is, I think this, this is like the half, after this weekend, we'll be halfway through the regular season. Yeah, it's crazy. This is weekend That's six, insane. correct? Oh, is this six? Okay, so after next yeah, this- weekend. This but still, like six. it's basically halfway. All right, boys. Yeah. So, so yeah. let's let's talk about what we're doing tonight. The three of us. So, our good friend Aaron J. Fit normally picks the weekly series that we all select and get lambasted over on Twitter, which is fun. But our good friend Fitzy, it can't be with us tonight. So, we are going to pick the series live. Um, we're each going to pick three of them, and we're going to come to terms on a tenth series. Um, we'll tell you why we like that series, but we may or may not make our picks. Um, here, here's what I want to start with real quick inane banter, and then we'll get to the series. So I don't know where Fitzy is tonight. I don't know what has caused him to miss this call and miss picking the picks, but I'll tell you what I, where I think he is, what I'm picturing. And I want you guys to do the same. I'm picturing the great Aaron J fit is at a cigar bar in Durham, North Carolina, Drinking like a whiskey sour with a flannel shirt on. <laughs> Care to challenge, agree, or do you have a different visual? Kendall, what say you? Well, I hope he just has that that beautiful hair of his kind of flowing out wherever he, he does. is. With product in it, certainly. I, you know, he's in Bowie's Creek, and I feel like that hair just goes really well with Bowie's Creek, North Carolina. I'll say that as someone who has never been to Bowie's Creek, North Carolina. Sorry, Justin here. I haven't either, and I'm the worst for it. I'm disappointed that I've never been, honestly. Uh, I, I, How much are we missing out on, Joe? Uh, it's not a lot going on there, to be honest with you. But it's <laughs> it's um it's not that far outside of Raleigh. Like it, it's a yeah. pretty small little area, but it's really not that far from Raleigh. Like it's not quite a suburb, but it's it's really not too bad. And um, he's actually they're playing that as a neutral site, so he's at ECU Campbell, and they're playing it in Fayetteville, North Carolina, at a minor league. Interesting minor league park really nice minor league park up there it's where the i believe the big south or socon one of the two has their conference tournament so cool. anyway there you go but uh if he's ECU's not gonna... breaking out the powder purples tonight for, Ooh, for aaron like that if if aaron if Fitzy's not going to be at a cigar bar with his flannel shirt on then i do want him at that game so that's good you're, you're yeah. forgiven fitzy well done um gentlemen let's do this let's let's play the feud let's pick these series Coach Healy, you're going to lead us off. So we need 10 compelling series for weekend six. What, what do you got in, in the one hole here? We'll start off with the, with the big one, Arkansas at LSU. That feels like the, the, the big one on the board here. It's the, the top answer on the family feud board, if you will. And, you know, I don't think I really have to say anything but that, but I will say something else. And that's that, you know, two really high-end offenses. I mean, that, that's going to be a big thing here. And then I'm kind of fascinated for both pitching staffs 
to take on those offenses for different reasons. For LSU, obviously, I, I, yeah. I'm going to love to see schemes against an offense like Arkansas. That's going to be great. And also, LSU, neither of their other two guys last weekend, Floyd or Hurd, neither got, neither completed four innings. And that's probably okay with the way LSU is going to win games, but an Arkansas offense could give them some problems. And on the flip side, Arkansas pitching has really dealt pretty well with their injuries. They, they kind of keep going next man up, mm-hmm. and it keeps working. I mean, last weekend they got a great start from Cody Adcock, his first start of the season, and Will McIntyre has stepped up, and Hagen Smith looked good out of the bullpen last week after we all kind of wondered why they were doing that. So uh, there's just all kinds of interesting stuff with that series. So that, that feels like the obvious first one off the board. Mm, interesting. Do you think, Joe, do you think, before we go to Kendall, do you think anyone will have the guts to pick Arkansas? Of the eleven of us, I oh, think. Oh yeah, I mean we've I got some. Stitch, we've got, Stitchhead will be the one. Yeah, we've got yeah. some contrarians. Like Stephen Shock is on record as saying that he likes <laughs> to go in there last and see which series no one has, which teams no one has picked, and then pick those teams. Yes. So yeah, like we fair. we do have some contrarians in there. Yeah, that's fair. Kendall, what say you? What are you going with series in the two hole here? <sighs> I'm gonna go with uh, A and M and Tennessee. Um, I think this is a really big series for Tennessee. You know, I think when you look at the Southeastern Conference overall, this is a league where you do not want to get behind the eight ball. And I think when you look at Tennessee overall, you know, they lose it. They not only lose a series, but get swept um, last weekend against Missouri. And so they go back home to play an A&M team who, you know, like we're still trying to figure out who the Aggies are, right? Um, Tennessee, this, this time last year, uh, was one of the nation's most prolific offenses. Um, they're still hitting home runs this year. Uh, but they're 83rd in the country in batting average as a team. And granted, you know, batting average is the only stat to look at. But uh, compared to last year, that's a, that's a pretty sizable drop. And so and they weren't very offensive against Missouri last week. And I'm interested to see uh, A&M's rotation, uh, you know, moving freshman uh, lefty, you know, Justin Lampkin in, into the rotation. Uh, he was really, really good out of the bullpen against LSU, shut that lineup down. Was pretty much the only pitcher all weekend to shut that lineup down. So they move him to the rotation. They move Chris Cortez back to a, a very familiar bullpen role. And so I think this is going to be a really good series. I think I think both teams will have a lot of urgency. And I think Tennessee realizes, especially with LSU on the horizon next weekend, uh, they need to win a couple of games. Yeah. It's so funny. Like, you could only look at the SEC series and fill out your 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 voting card right here. Like, the whole league you is could. so We're going to mix it up, but you can definitely do yeah. that. Yeah, I'm actually going to take us off the SEC. Okay. Uh, boys, my third, you know, I'm in the three hole here, and my pick is brought to us by our good friends at Blast Baseball. If you're ready to Ooh. dominate at the plate, Blast Baseball is trusted by more MLB and college teams and trusted by Team Rooney than any other hitting solution. The Blast sensor attaches to the knob of any bat, providing real-time feedback with every swing. Go to BlastMotion.com, enter the code D1Baseball at checkout. You save $10. Uh, we are excited about this partnership. So my pick in the three-hole brought to us by Blast Baseball, uh, Miami at Wake Forest. Uh, Wake Forest is just legit. You know, like like many of us were skeptical in the preseason. I think what separates Wake Forest is they're elite. They've got elite talent on the mound and positionally. Most teams are lopsided one way or the other. They're not. I, I am worried about their defense still, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, Miami's off to this five and one start. Miami is actually the team in first place in the ACC. Uh, Coach Farron, our good friend Mike Farron, Mike from uh, from Scottsdale, if you will, Mike from Chicago. Uh, we talked to Gino Damari this week, and he said that 
they had been trying to have CJ Kafis be the three hole hitter and he was just pressing. They moved him back to the one hole and he's like national player of the week goes off type of numbers. Andrew Walters is back throwing and his numbers are comical. 16 punch out, zero walks. Um, and they've kind of mixed and matched in the rotation. And so anyway, they'll have a heck of a test. It's not like they've beaten a bunch of dogs, though. They're five and one against Wake Forest or against Virginia Tech and NC State. So I'm really intrigued by that. I think Wake is better, but Miami is a little scary. You know, they got some star power. So um, there you go. Uh, Coach Healy, we're coming around to you for the four hole. Yeah, I mean, quickly on if Miami – wins that series first of all it'd be, it'd be an upset but then we i think we'd have to really kind of start to think differently about miami i mm-hmm. think we're all kind of guarded about miami right now so um okay so my series i'm gonna head out west we're gonna go washington at ucla oh love you uh, baby and and i i just think this is an opportunity for washington i almost don't even care if they win this series oh that'd be great if they did right but it's on the road at ucla i just i'm kind of fascinated to see how well washington plays here you know is it does UCLA clearly look like a better team or does Washington kind of look like they belong on the same field with UCLA? Now that could still be the case and they still lose the series. UCLA is a very good team, right? So it's less about the results here for the Huskies. And I think just kind of the, uh, the smell test for lack of a better way of putting it to try to get yeah. a feel for just how good is this Washington team? They're 14 and four. They won their first PAC 12 series, but it was, it was Utah and they, they do have a relatively soft schedule that they've played so far. And so their numbers are good, but it's, it's hard to kind of gauge just how good they are. I think we're going to learn a lot about them this weekend. Oh, I love that. Kendall, you've been on the, the, the Huskies for a long time. And this is kind of to Joe's point, this is, you know, what cut in time for the Huskies. No doubt. This is their chance to make a massive statement in a, in a league that I feel like has a chance to be very wide open. Although I think UCLA is really good. Yes. I think that one thing on UCLA that's interesting to me is like, and we should not be surprised with the John Savage team, but their pitching staff this year, maybe especially once they lose Thatcher Hurd to a transfer and they've, they've graduated some guys last couple of years or sent them to pro ball, I guess the pitching staff doesn't really have like maybe the, the names that pop at you as much, but then you have a guy like Kelly Austin, who's just kind of a, I don't mean this in a bad way, but a program guy who's working mm-hmm. with an under one ERA and holding hitters to a 179 average. Like he's a guy who was a swing guy last year, essentially. Yeah. Now he's, he's pitching like one of the better pitchers in the West coast and, and maybe the country. Well, look at like Zach Petway a few years ago. Yeah. Kind of the same mm-hmm. way. Right. Like as a Friday yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, hey, Kendall, before you go, one thing like you, you like, I, I mean this in all sincerity, you were on Washington early, but it's really cool when the players that we're tipped off on are like actually legit. Like AJ Guerrero is hitting, yeah. you know, 391. And we were told he was kind of like that hit, you know, like hitterish guy. Sam mm-hmm. DeCarlo's kind of like the, you know, the Rudy of that team. And he's balling out at second base. And then, you know, Cam Clayton, we were told scouts were really on. He's got over a thousand OPS. And it's like the Will Simpsons of the world who are the famous guys are you know, like not that big a deal. Kiefer Lord, the, he was a division three, division yeah. three transfer, right? You know, well, you know, who it kind of reminds me of, if you look back at last year, you remember Adam Mayer at Oregon, he yeah. got hurt. So he never really panned out, but I mean, Kiefer Lord after the fall, really reminded me a lot of Adam Mayer. Like there was a ton of, bu- a ton of buzz about him. And unfortunately Mayer got hurt, but I mean, Lord has kind of backed up all that hype around him in the mm-hmm. fall. Well, I mean, they haven't played a great schedule. We'll see if that hype continues, and we'll see if that production continues with UCLA, but it's been so far so good. Yep. Yes, sir. All right, go ahead, KR. <clears throat> I won't go 
to the SEC just yet. Well, at least not till 2025. But uh, I'm going to go Texas Tech at Texas. Love it. Uh, one future SEC team in the Longhorns. But uh, you know, I think this is a big, big series for both teams, obviously. But I think this is a, a, a telling series for Texas. Um, you know, Texas has been better since Globe Life and better since Fullerton. But, I mean, this is a, a team that's won 11 straight. They have not played a very good schedule since the Fullerton series. Their weekend series the last two weeks were against Manhattan, New Orleans, and the games between that were against North Dakota State and Incarnate Word. So not exactly Texas Tech. And so uh, I, I think it'll be interesting to see how Texas matches up with the Red Raiders. I think the Red Raiders, how they respond from that emotional series. We talked about the chippiness between those guys in Oklahoma State, like how they respond from an emotional series at home and then go on the road, by the way, and play another emotional rivalry series against Texas. So I think we'll learn a lot about both teams. We'll learn a little bit about Texas Tech's bullpen depth. You know, I, I really liked it at Shriners, uh, but they won't have Brandon Beckel this weekend after he was tossed against Oklahoma State. So, I, you know, well, I guess we're not making picks. But, I mean, I like Texas Tech here, but keep an eye on this one. This one's scary because Texas, Texas Tech's getting, getting away from where they played really well the last two weeks at home, and they're going to a ballpark that's very much going to play – uh, kind of pitcher friendly as usual. Mm, I'm with you, Kendall. Like, like this, this is, I, I, I'm Texas Tech's got me a little confused. Like, this is the series normally when they show they rise up and to kick Texas spot sure. because they get the chip on their shoulder. But do they still do that when Texas is kind of down? Um, you know, like yeah. Texas is. Well, they not have that killer sexy. instinct. Yeah, that's right. Well yeah. said, uh, boys. I'm going to save the SEC because I think we're going to come back to it. Sure. Give me Sam Houston at Grand Canyon. I just think – I think that th- this is crazy. There's no way the WAC could be a two-bid league or could it be a two-bid league because I think Sam and Grand Canyon are both regional caliber clubs. Um, I'm just really interested to see how this plays out. I've picked against Grand Canyon several times this year and at my own peril. Um, but I, regardless, I think it's an awesome series. Uh, Coach Healy, I think we're back to you. Yeah. Runes, you picked my pocket on that one. I had that Ooh. one and thought uh, that, that one was safe. But uh, yeah, <laughs> nice. uh, a quick note on the Bearcats. Carlos Contreras is starting to come on a little bit. Like he's not okay. put up the numbers coming off of last year, uh, having such big numbers. Yeah, I mean, and, and look, it's one of those deals where the odds of him putting up those numbers again were pretty long to begin with just because it's hard to put up numbers like that two years in a row. But he's starting to come on a little bit after a slow start. And that's a that's an old position player group at Sam Houston. It's one of the reasons I like that team in the preseason and um, perhaps they they are on the on the come there. They're six and one in conference, so they're obviously playing playing fairly well. Like um, okay, so uh, because Rune skipped the SEC, I guess I'll go back there. Um, we'll go Florida and Ole Miss. Um, you know, we talked about big series for certain teams. Ole Miss is another one. Now, Ole Miss has kind of created this situation where they might be the one team that might start off zero and six in conference and think like, eh, <laughs> we'll be all right. We'll figure mm-hmm. it out. Uh, just given what we saw from them last year, but the series is at home. It's an opportunity for them to get right a little bit after Vanderbilt really just played them off the field last weekend, kind of surprisingly, because not only did Vanderbilt's offense do a number on Ole Miss pitching, but the Ole Miss offense just kind of disappeared after looking like a juggernaut the first, you know, four weeks of the season. So that's big for Ole Miss Florida. You know, how could you not love what you've seen so far? For the from the Gators, the offense without Wyatt Langford feels a little bit lighter. You know, when I saw him against Alabama, it felt like they were, 
you know, still they, they were struggling to kind of figure out, okay, who, who are we plugging in here at the bottom of the lineup with, with that one more spot to, to fill in the lineup. So there's that. And, and, you know, Caglione had a tough weekend, both on the mound and at the plate. And so now for him, I'm kind of looking for, okay, it's, it's time for him to make the adjustment to the adjustments. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, this feels like a big part of the year for him and probably for Cade Curland, even though Cade Curland has yet to hit the adversity on the field, but those two guys are going to have to kind of be adjusting to the book being out on them a little bit more. And that's going to be important for the Gators as they look to, to win the SEC, which they could do. Interesting. I like that very much. Very, very much. Do you guys know, like, uh, not to, to interrupt our train of thoughts here, but do you guys know that the RPI-wise right now, the Big Ten and the Big East are the sixth and seventh place conferences in RPI? Does that surprise you, or am I? is it too early to be surprised? The Big East, yes. The Big Ten, not really. You know, the Big Ten's had some high-level wins. I just was worried about the anchors at the bottom, but maybe yeah. that has cleared itself up a little bit. Well, I have to go back and look, but like I'm pretty sure even like Penn, you know, Penn State won a game. You get to Miami mm-hmm. on the road. Like even though they've lost, like some of these bottom, te- you know, bottom teams uh, have lost some series. Um, like they've won some ge- like singular big games. Yeah, Rutgers is so, nine and one over their last ten. By the way, look out! They're playing better. They're playing much better. Yep. All Which right. Big East, go ahead, Joe. Big East, I think, is a function of a lot of. I think there are good clubs out there. UConn, obviously, Creighton is mm-hmm. usually, pretty, but I think that's a function of a lot of road games for those teams. I think yeah, that's where a lot of that RPI is. Not to good say they point. couldn't, you know, yeah. get two teams in regionals. They've done that before, but um, but it's not not a slam dunk there. Yep. KR, what are you looking at here? I'm going to make America proud. I'm going to stay out of the SEC again. Ooh, uh, I'm going to go to Sun Belt and Texas State against Coastal. Uh, I am of the opinion the winner of this series should probably be ranked. Um, Coastal's got some high-end wins so far this year. They've gotten off to a really good start. Their pitching hasn't been great. But you look at their offense with Peyton Eels and, you know, Derek Bender. You know, Derek Bender was like a, just a one-man wrecking ball against Wake Forest in the midweek a couple weeks ago. Uh, he's got six bombs, hitting 359. Uh, they've got a really potent offense. Um, I'll be interested to see their pitching against Texas State. Texas State, uh, I'm, I'm actually – I'm glad we're not making our picks because I need to check with, with Trouty at, at Texas State and find out if Zeke Wood is pitching this weekend. Uh, but guess what? Not having Zeke Wood did not matter against USM at home last weekend. They still won that series. But, you know, I think when you look at Texas State, if they have Zeke Wood healthy – they have Levi Wells healthy, and then you look at that lineup with Jose Gonzalez and et cetera. Like I, like I, I'm not be, I'm not embellishing here. Like I think this is an Omaha caliber club. If if those two arms are healthy, because then you have Tristan Dixon on the back mm. end of the bullpen. So you know, like if they can get through a regional, they actually match up in a super really well against somebody. So I think this is an Omaha caliber club. I'm curious to see how Coastal looks against them this weekend. I love that. Boys, so we get two more series to pick. I've got my third pick, and then we've got to pick one together. So I'll read off some of the things on my board that are interesting mm-hmm. to me. So NC State at Boston College, Ooh. like, do we think Boston – Do we? so you, you basically have to make a decision in that series. Do you think BC's for real, or and do you think NC State's just not as good this year? Like, you, you kind of have to pick. Yeah. Um, well, what it seems like, Runes, is like – this is like a classic series where like NC State just goes like insane, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Like you're yep. thinking like, oh, BC, they're the sexy team right now. And all of a sudden, you know, it's like the 
It's like the uh, the Sean Astin scene where he looks at the girl and waves, and the guy looks at him and says, nope. You know, it kind of feels like <laughs> NC State's yes. about to pull that on BC this weekend. Yes. You know, Duke at UNC is interesting. Florida yeah. State at Virginia is interesting. Like, you have to kind of make a decision there. Like, hey, am I really down on Florida State or am I sort of down? Or maybe Virginia is just too good. You know, Maryland at UCF, you know, that's not going to make the cut for me. But that's interesting. Xavier, who has swept Wofford at West Virginia, who, you know, had a tough midweek. Rutgers at UConn is very interesting to me. Um, Northridge at Santa Barbara is interesting. DBU at Charlotte. Hey, Louisiana Tech at Western Kentucky. This is like, hey, Western Kentucky, are you really what your record says you are? Or, yeah. you know, are you ready for this? Kent State at Central Michigan is is really compelling to me. Mm-hmm. You know, in the pack, Arizona at Arizona State, Wazoo at USC, San Diego at Santa Clara. I just I feel like we've got to address these two SEC series, though. Um, give me Mizzou at South Carolina like that. I, I feel I just feel like that has to be um, picked. So I'll take that one. And then the three of us have to pick one more. But let me let me get Mizzou at South Carolina on my board here. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, it, it looks like Newbeck is probably out this weekend. They're, they're supposed to find out more about him tomorrow. But if you're finding out whether or not he's out for the year on Thursday, uh, that does not bode very well by having him this weekend. So uh, they will have not have Newbeck. You know, when I saw him at Globe Life opening weekend, and it was – you know, up to 91, 92, like plus, plus competitiveness, pretty good overall stuff. So they're going to miss him, as Joe kind of wrote a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. Are you going to that one, Joseph? I will. I will be in attendance in uh, in Columbia, South Carolina. Looking for, I mean, I was kind of, I was actually planning to go there before Mizzou did what they did to Tennessee last weekend because I hadn't seen South Carolina yet. Um, and it was good to see Mizzou because, you know, they're obviously the geographical outlier. So I had them come close to me to go. And now, you know, with, with them doing what they did to Tennessee, suddenly I'm, I'm going to see a kind of a blockbuster series. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. The, the, the Newbeck thing is big for Mizzou. I mean, they're, they're high end guys, I think can play with, play with just anybody in the league, but Mizzou's depth is where the question's going to be. And so they're yeah. going to need to find some, going to need to find some other arms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rich, did you mention uh, Duke and North Carolina? I did, yeah. I, I I did a blow by of that one. That's interesting. I have that game. I have the Thursday night game for the worldwide leader. So I'm curious. I mean, Duke is massive. Like, you know, Alex Mooney is their only normal sized person. Everyone else is just a monster. <laughs> um, and so, you know, like the question is, is that lead to power but create defensive issues? They did hit ten home runs against Clemson, and and basically just homered them to death in game three. Um, you know, and UNC's got star power, right? Carlson, Horvath, Honeycutt. I mean, Horvath and Honeycutt's become this duo that is, like, super compelling. They both – how about this? UNC could have two kids go 20-20 this year. Hor- yeah. Horvath and Honeycutt are both going to hit 20 home runs and steal 20 bags. It's crazy, so, isn't it? Yeah, that is crazy. Can I give you a couple more series to keep an yeah, eye on? Yeah, yeah, please, please. Two that are top of mind – for well, I'll give you three that are top of mind for me. I think – I mean, I'm, I'm – um, I think this is a trap series for Vanderbilt, but going to Mississippi State the weekend they're honoring Ron Polk, Ooh. that's going to be an emotional weekend for that program. I think that's a like beyond massive weekend for Mississippi State. Like they're in big trouble if they don't take this series. I, I think that's an interesting series. I think uh, Arizona Arizona State's really interesting to me. I know Arizona mm-hmm. lost a series to UCLA, but it seems like the Sun Devils have started to play a little bit better since that Irvine series. It almost seems like the Irvine series was a little bit of an aberration. Uh, they're playing better. So I always like a rivalry series. And then in the Big Ten, guys, uh, Illinois at Nebraska. 
You know, yeah. both those teams, Nebraska's kind of rebounded. Illinois has gotten off to a really good start. They've got some high-end wins. So that's a really interesting Big Ten series, in my opinion. So let's start to cut this down to a final sure. list. So of, let's, of the ACC series, NC State at BC, Duke at UNC, Florida State and Virginia, let's pick one to advance to kind of like the finalists. Which of those ACC series do you like? I like Duke and Carolina. Um, Same. Okay. Yeah, it's like it's. I just looked at Carolina stuff again, and like, man, that is an old lineup. My goodness, like I don't think I really fully realized, you know, that that they brought so much back in their lineup. And I know pitching is more the question with them, but and Duke is kind of matching that with a bunch of, not a bunch, but several transfers, like lower level transfers, and just you know, big physical guys, like Rune said. So that's um, and you know, not much of a road series. Duke's going to take the old trip down uh, fifteen five zero one down to Chapel Hill. So, yeah, I like it. That'll be a good one. Hey, let's pick. Uh, okay, so Vandy at Hale State or Kentucky at Alabama. I feel like Kentucky at Alabama is really compelling. Am I? Yeah. Do you guys share that 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 thought? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a weird thing where like, uh, and again, this may be like overly dramatic. But I feel like there are a lot of teams in the SEC who in week two are already having like huge – like are mm-hmm. having like segue weekends. Like Alabama, for instance. Got to you know, That's it. a program that has been fragile the last few years. Like anytime that they thought they're going to make a move, they've kind of got knocked back down. And you just kind of wonder like about – you know, after losing the Florida series and, and actually playing pretty well, Joe was there. And like the margin of, of that they lost the series in was very small. But I think if you go home this weekend and you lose a series of Kentucky, I think is a program that hasn't really done it. Like, I think that thought starts to creep in your head again. So I think that's a big series for Bama. And, and just in terms of their psyche. I, I think, too, like th- that feels similar to NC State and Boston College. That series mm-hmm. feels a little to me like Kentucky comes in really riding high and then we find and then they they go on the road to Alabama and Alabama asserts itself as the more talented team on talent I like Alabama's roster more mm-hmm. and so that, that does feel like a series where Kentucky now they could win it Kentucky could absolutely win that series yeah. but they feasted on a Mississippi State team that was a mess last weekend and you know it won't be the same deal in Tuscaloosa against Alabama and so anything could happen there but it would not surprise me if, if Alabama just really asserts itself. Okay, so yeah. let me let me let me ask you guys this. So let, I'm going to kind of focus on. Um, so I'm going to give you guys a couple series to pick from. We got we got to get this this group down to one. Rutgers at UConn, Northridge at Santa Barbara. One of the two, you know, CUSA series: DBU at Charlotte, Louisiana Tech at, at Western Kentucky, or Kent State at Central Michigan. So again, we got to pick one of five: Rutgers at UConn, Northridge I'll at say Santa Rutgers, Barbara. UConn. You like that one, Joe? Yeah, let's do that. Yep, let's yeah, let's okay. advance that one. Survive in advance. Rutgers at UConn. I like that too, especially Hashtag with Rutgers. Northern baseball. Yes, um, sure and the then there will be sunny and tropical in stores. Do we like any <laughs> other? Hey, yeah, thank you. Do we like any of the other Pac-12 series enough to advance them? Arizona at Arizona State, Wazoo at USC. Compelling enough or meh? No, nah, no, but I do like the Washington State USC series. You yeah, know, it's kind of like keep I mean, an eye USC on it. wins this series, they're probably starting conference play with four series wins. That puts mm-hmm. them very much in the postseason discussion. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I think it's for either team. I think the team that wins the series is going to come out of it thinking like, hey, we've got a path here. You know, we, we, yes. can, we can make this happen. 
Yeah. And, and same thing, like Kent State at Central Michigan is really interesting to me, but I don't think I, I'm going to advance them. Like it's it's like too early in the MAC, right? Like we're this is almost like a preseason game for them. All right. So our four that we got to pick from, we got to pick one Duke at UNC. Um, you know, you could you could throw NC State at Boston College as a play in here, but Duke at UNC, Kentucky at Alabama. Oh, I have NC State at BC, Rutgers at UConn. So Duke at UNC, Kentucky at Alabama, NC State at BC, Rutgers at UConn. I go with Duke, Duke and North that Carolina. Was, that was actually what I was thinking. Okay, Duke and North was, Carolina. Or, I like or in honor of Aaron skipping this podcast, That's right. uh, Duke versus North Carolina Chapel Hill. Ooh. All <laughs> right, so we get a second ACC series. So we're going Duke at North Carolina. I like Chapel it. Hill. Chapel Hill. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So our 10 series, Arkansas at LSU, A&M at Tennessee, Miami at Wake Forest, Washington at UCLA, Texas Tech at Texas, Sam Houston at Grand Canyon, Florida at Ole Miss, Texas State at Coastal, Mizzou at South Carolina, Duke at UNC Chapel Hill. <laughs> Thank you to the great cigar smoking, flannel wearing Aaron J. Fit. Stephen Shock ever smoked a cigar? Me. I really want to know. I don't probably think he not. Has. I don't know. It would it, he'd he'd be afraid to get you know light his hair on fire or something. So <laughs> that's it. Uh, people. So a uh, couple things. Uh, never a bad time to get a subscription to D1Baseball.com. Now is a great time to do it. SEC Extra as well. You type in Save23 at checkout, you get 20% off. Let me share with you how to watch a college baseball game. What you do is you pop open four D1Baseball.com windows. Page one, scores. Page two, the fall report of one team. Page three, the fall report of the other team you're watching. Page four, the player page where you can look up, okay, Vance Honeycutt, how many bombs and stolen bases does he have right now? Um, Matt Horvath, where, where does he stand statistically? That type of thing. And our friends at 643 Charts have advanced stats in there. So you can see, has Vance Honeycutt's strikeout rate gone up or gone down? or what's, I mean, the, the, the website is just such an awesome resource for taking your enjoyment of a college baseball game and taking it, kicking it up a notch, as you like to say in the kitchen, Coach Healy. That's right. Yep. Yeah, there you go. So, Shout out to Emerald Lagasse. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Emerald stole that from you, is what I've been told. <laughs> but thank you. So, uh, gentlemen, well done. We kept it tight. We did it. We're going to get Kendall on the way. Um, that's it, everybody. Have a great week, and uh, we'll catch you next time on the D1 Baseball Podcast.